Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is GBA's January Trade Policy um, Podcast. I'd like to welcome Justin McCarthy from Macon Gump. Justin, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So last time we were able to talk was the morning of January 6th, which was right before the uh, events on, at Capitol Hill. And then obviously since then, we've had the inauguration of President Biden. So a lot has happened between now and, and the last time we got together on, on the 6th and in the last two weeks. And it, I think there's a lot of open questions to what it means for trade policy. Specifically, to start off, I want to go through kind of what we're expecting from the Biden administration right off the bat. And I know that he has already started um, executing some executive orders, but a few that he has mentioned as coming uh, specifically are on supply chain issues and also uh, by American executive order. The most recent intel that I have is that the the supply chain EO is is due imminently, possibly even today. And we're, we're recording this on the 21st of January. But um, the Buy American uh, executive order might be coming early next week, possibly next Monday, the 25th. Do you have any insight on what to expect on either of those issues? Um, no, although it's uh, the, the you know, I've I've seen sort of a, a calendar um, of expected uh, orders going out uh, each day. Um, the supply chain EO was was very vague, um, the, the way it was sort of described and um so uh, unclear to me what uh, what what the focus of that is going to be, um, but perhaps we'll find out later today. Um, the Buy America EO is described as um, sort of instructions to agencies to pro- you know to prioritize uh, Buy America. So it, it, it seems uh, more like a, a directive than sort of new policy or new. Um, or, or anything sort of new. It's, it feels more just like a, 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 a prioritization sort of type executive order. Um, but we're, we're digging to find out if there's more to it than that. Does it sound like it could rely on any defense authority to uh, implement those instructions? Uh, it doesn't sound that way right now. It sounds more that it's, uh, you know, urging agencies to reprioritize by America in in procurement decisions. Uh, so it doesn't sound like they're breaking uh, sort of new ground here, but um, we may learn more between now and, and Monday when uh, when that's start, uh, when that's supposed to supposed to come out. Right. So I would mention here that we have a lot of programming coming up in this space here at GBA. So uh, everyone who's uh, listening to this podcast, you probably should have gotten emails or if you didn't, please reach out to me. But we are having a uh, briefing on supply chain regulation, specifically in the national security context. So things like NDAA Section 889, entity blacklisting. Um, ICTS and so forth. Uh, we're discussing those with Justin's colleague, uh, Cle- um, Cleet Williams and Kat Paget on Tuesday. And then also our American Supply Chain Working Group is going to meet on Thursday at 10 a.m. to further discuss GBA's advocacy plan in both the supply chain space and the government procurement space by American policy. So there's a lot coming here. And as we actually see these EOs that Justin just mentioned and have been kind of forecast for us and, and we can dive into the text, we'll, we'll have a lot more, um, work to be done on the GBA front in this space. But with that, we can kind of leave government procurement behind and talk about China, which is um, obviously an evergreen topic. Uh, you know, the last actions of the Trump administration, uh, they, they really were, were active on China policy right up to the end here. The State Department uh, has designated the treatment of the, the Uyghurs in, in China as a, as a genocide. 
Um, and they also issued an EO on on a cloud computing, really addressing the threat posed by ap the applications and other software de developed or controlled by Chinese companies. That's the title. So along with those two actions, there was also a DHS ban on cotton and tomatoes from from um, Xinjiang and and so forth. So Justin, what is the Biden administration going to do with all of these eggs that have been put in its basket? And uh, what do you um, see uh, as as most top of mind under these new policies for for GBA companies? Yeah, I think um, they certainly left uh, Biden administration a lot of uh, a lot of homework, uh, a lot of homework to do. So, um, yeah, I think um, the sort of most straightforward uh, of I think the issues is the CBP WRO. Um, mm -hmm. I I don't see any sort of major change from the Biden administration on that. Um, the difficulty of enforcing. That our WRO remains, um, you know, front of mind. I know for a lot of companies, um, and uh, my my sense is that we're going to end up in a sort of selective enforcement environment um, because uh, it's my understanding that you know, cotton in particular from Xinjiang is uh, exported to 80 countries around the world, and mm -hmm. there are very few sort of garment and apparel manufacturing. Um, that's that, that's done, you know, directly in Xinjiang. So, um, trying to have commerce figure out or CBP rather, um, you know, whether uh, whether something has or does not have. So, I think maybe we'll see some further guidance from CBP on that. Mm -hmm. um, the designation on genocide, and that's something that the, uh, that the Biden campaign has has uh, been using those same words. So, I don't. Uh, I don't I don't see anything there. Um, there's not an that, that designation doesn't um, doesn't sort of trigger any immediate action. Um, it you know, it does, um, you know, it does. It is a precursor for, um, you know, further targeting of sanctions. But um, but by itself, it's not a sort of self-executing uh, designation that, that immediate action follows. Cloud is a it's a bigger um, is is a is a bigger question mark. Um, I think the uh, recent, I mean, they've been working on this for a while, and this is, uh, I think, uh, now sort of being seen through the lens of the SolarWinds uh, hack in the U.S. Mm -hmm. government, which I think puts a different spin on it as opposed to, I think, its initial conception, which was um, more of a concern about uh you know, American uh, U.S. citizen data being, uh, you know, transferred to China, which I think was the initial sort of driving force behind uh, behind this um, behind this when it was you know drafted or when it first started, started circulating over a year ago. Um, I don't know what that development sort of means for how commerce will 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 do that. Although I do think that you will see through the confirmation hearings. Um, uh, and I believe, um, Governor Raimondo's, uh, hearing is, um, is, is going to be Friday, maybe, um, maybe, maybe it's next Friday, but coming up soon, I would expect a lot of questions, um, a lot of questions on, uh, on, on this, on this one in particular, as, as, as well as the ICTS order, uh, and what, um, I think we may get a better sense as to how the Biden administration is going to view uh, both of those uh, those two in particular 
um, as uh, as the hearings go forward. Yeah, good point. I mean, it seems like this one is is similar to what the Trump administration was trying to do with WeChat and TikTok, and that got sidetracked by legislation. But here, they're they're not designating specific entities, and um, you know they're they're kind of leaving a lot of wiggle room, at least in my read, for the new administration to to enforce this and and determine yes. how it's going to work. Right. I think you'll. I think that in particular will get a lot of play on Capitol Hill. Um, cloud probably won't get as much, but, um, but I think I, I, I would be, I would, I would be surprised if that was, those two were not, uh, big parts of, uh, of, of the Q&A for, uh, uh, at Commerce. Right. Commerce. Right. Yeah. You mentioned the ICTS, uh, rule as well. And, you know, we can talk about that in a minute. I'll, I'll just mention for those of you who are listening to this and uh, have not been able to see these rules uh, or think that you might have an interest but um, are, are unfamiliar with it, well, uh, I can get them to you. So please shoot me an email and I'll be happy to send you a copy of, of both the EO and the ICTS interim rule. But um, Justin, since, since we already brought it up, let's let's skip to ICTS and then we can come back and talk about a few other things. But um do you have any overview on how this might go forward with the Biden administration possibly trying to stop it or, or make changes to it? So the, for those of you who know, and I'm no expert on administrative law, but this is an interim final rule, which means that um, it's been put into the final register, but it's uh, I believe it goes final 60 days after publication. Obviously, we have a President Biden now and, and that period has not run. So there might be a little bit more um, leverage for the new administration to make changes here than it would on a, a totally set final rule. I think it's going to come down to a question of, um, you know, there's obviously the ongoing litigation uh, on the uh, WeChat and, and and TikTok. And so far, that has not been going well for um, the government's position. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to an analysis of. Um, I think, you know, you'll have a, a sort of foundational analysis of, you know, do we share the previous administration's views that. Um, uh, you know, uh, that, uh, about the fundamental problem. I think that will be a question uh, that we will uh, we will get our first sort of answer from during uh, Senator Raimondo's confirmation hearing. Um, the second is going to be, I think, more of a legal analysis, which is, uh, you know, how does this affect the litigation? Um, it, is this does this give us more solid legal ground? Uh, in the event that we do agree with the previous administration's diagnosis of the problem and and, and potential solutions to implement this executive order um, in in a way that uh, maybe puts us on more solid legal grounds uh, before the courts. Mm -hmm. Very good. So obviously something to keep an eye on, along with everything else to keep an eye on <laughs> over the next few weeks. But um, transitioning back, let's talk digital service taxes. This was a, a topic that we did discuss on the 6th when we talked two weeks ago. And at the time, um, you know, the, we should back up and say that there are there are basically 11 DST investigations out there, a Section 301 investigation to the French DST that's already been found to harm. And then the, the U.S. Uh, designated tariffs that were supposed to be implemented against France in response to its DST on January 6th when we had our last call. There are 10 other Section 301 investigations out there as well that um, at the time of our last call, uh, we had just seen that I believe three of them, Austria, Spain, UK, had come back and said they found harm, harm as well, but there have been no tariffs listed attached to those or the other seven. So on the 6th, we had been hearing 
rumors that uh, the tariffs that were supposed to go into place against France might be pushed off and, and left to the new administration to to uh, implement. That is actually the case. That's that's what's happened. Um, so with that, um, again, this is a lot of homework that has been laid in the Biden administration's lap. And, and Justin, what do you see coming forward or, or think that we should be aware of here? Yeah, I think um, uh, I so I I think going to directly to the French case, I think it is an open question as to um, if you look at the sort of timelines that have outlined in this 301 statute, um, you have, uh, you know, 12 months from the date of launch of investigation. Uh, and then there's a 180 day uh, sort of extension from, uh, you know, from that uh, 12 month uh, from that 12 month period. Um, it's unclear to me whether, uh, I, I, if, if USCR has the uh, legal authority to reimpose those tariffs hmm. or if they would need to start a new investigation. Um, so I think that's one thing that is, um, is an open question mark. Um, and I am fairly confident that. Uh, Catherine Ty will get a question around that um, at the hearing uh, at her confirmation hearing when when, when that takes place. Um, so I think that first and foremost, uh, the the second group, um, you know, will have a, uh, a a clock, you know, that runs essentially until I, I think it was either early July or uh, end of June that um, uh, when that when when those when that investigation was launched. Uh, so USCR is going to have to sort of, I think, much in the same way, I think, that, uh, that the Trump administration did is have to sort of weigh that, uh, uh, weigh that um, versus what's happening at the OECD, what Treasury Department's sort of uh, position is going to be going forward on uh, on this vis-a-vis uh, -vis the European Union in particular. Um, and so I, I think there's a lot that's. Mm -hmm. yep. less, um, I think there's more wiggle room there, I guess, is a long way of saying uh, right. that, um, you know, they have uh, until you know, July and then, you know, they can also postpone decisions on remedies beyond a uh, period of time. Right. It, it, so it's interesting because we have these two timelines when they when the Trump administration decided not to implement the French tariffs, part of their statements suggested that they wanted to align it with the other 10 announcements and basically allow the new administration to do something across the board. But it does seem like they're not really uh, there might be some opportunity to do that, but they're not really on the same timeline to to make an announcement on here's the tariffs on every DST we've been investigating. That's right. Yeah, okay. that's right. Now, it, now, the investigation is already done. So it is entirely possible on France. So, I mean, if they determined it would be a, a it's not a fatal blow. I mean, they could announce an investigation and roll out the same uh, fact pattern and everything. They don't have to use the entire sort of 12 months and all that. So, I mean, they could, you know, they could sort of launch a new France 301 if if, uh, if, they're, if the lawyers decide that that's the, um, the that's the way they have to go. So it's, mm -hmm. it would not be a. It would it would not make it impossible to realign um, uh, the timelines. Gotcha. Very good. You mentioned you know, Catherine Tai and her her hearings coming up, and I agree. I'm, I'm sure she'll be getting um, questions about this. But do we know or have any intel on um, on her view on this issue? 
from her previous work. I know as Counselor Ways and Means, and she's been very involved in free trade agreements. She was very involved in USMCA and, and obviously is a China expert. And, and so probably spends her time on more other issues before coming into this job. But has she tipped her cards at all that we know of? I don't, although I, th- I think there was, um, I'm trying to remember, I know that Grassley and Wyden uh, were sort of united in um, their opposition to the digital services taxes uh, being implemented around the world. I believe that Brady and Neil were also mm-hmm. um, I believe were similarly aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would be the, that, you know, I think that would be the sort of tell of, at least where, um, you know, she was coming from, from a, uh, advising her boss, um, uh, mm-hmm. sort of perspective. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I do recall when I, I think both House and Senate committees released bipartisan letters on this issue, uh, last year and yeah. perhaps the only issue that, um, that had that level of agreement in Congress last year. Yeah. So. Very good. Uh, more issues to uh, to continue to contemplate. And then uh, last issue I wanted to ask you about, because, again, this is something that might be changing with the new administration coming in, as everything else is. But, you know, the U.S. has been in this kind of stuck position with the, the WTO for a while. So the appellate body is not functioning because the U.S. won't appoint new members to it. Meanwhile, we seem to be on a bit of an island regarding the candidate for director general. We, we backed a different candidate. There's a, a Nigerian candidate who's the consensus um, outside of the U.S., I think that there's widespread agreement and, and please disagree if you, if you disagree, but I think there's widespread bipartisan disagreement in the U.S. that the WTO needs reforms and that some of these issues, specifically the appellate body, can really be used as leverage to get them. The Trump administration didn't um, seem to put forward exactly what those need to look like. Do you see the Biden administration digging in here and trying to develop a, a program of reform before they will act on the director general or um, possibly appoint some more members to the appellate body? Or do you see this kind of being put away quickly and, and the and the US acting more as it traditionally has done. Yeah, I think um I, I think they will sort of at least at the beginning, I think they will support the Director General. Okay. Um and I think that will get um that would get resolved pretty quickly. Um the appellate body I think is where the action is going to be on reform. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there was within, I mean, one of the reasons I think that, it, uh, that the Trump administration did not, uh, you know, I think there was a lot of disagreements over how to resolve, uh, the appellate body issue within the U.S. government. Um, I think that, you know, there was a faction that was very much focused on, um, settlement and, um, the sort of, uh, what they view as, uh, expansionist um, uh, reading of what the obligations are and how the particularly the the case history has been on anti-dumping and countervailing duty uh, practices um, and trade remedy laws. So I, there was a, a group that was sort of very much focused on that. There was another group that actually wanted you know broader reforms, uh, and those would include things like uh, the negotiation side. Um, you know, how do you, um, how do you sort of prevent, um, the, from, uh, uh, tuition, uh, by revitalizing the negotiation structure? Um, mm-hmm. it will, it's unclear to me whether, and I, I suspect this will be, you know, we will learn more during the confirmation hearings uh, on this as well. The Biden administration will, uh, interested in reform on the, on the dispute settlement side. Um, I think it'll, 
it's an open question whether that's their you know entire focus or there are other reforms they're seeking and if so what those are Mm -hmm. very good excellent well justin thank you as always for the time for the insight if anyone has any questions arising from any of these topics please feel free to reach out to me and i will put you in touch with justin as needed thank you everyone for listening have a good day thanks all